Welcome to Across the Park Podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to Across the Park podcast, episode 5 of the 2020-21 season. Um, yeah, and that's we've, all we've got time for, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just um, putting a pause in there so I could just kind of, just try and gather my thoughts and, and contemplate what I'm going to say next. But um, yeah, we've, we've, we've got a slightly different structure again this week. Now for those, those who have gave the feedback so far, we appreciate it. We've had a few messages about the new format or I should say the the trial format that we're going for the next few weeks which is basically splitting the show in half to give our listeners the opportunity to listen to just the Everton part if they want to or the the part that focuses on Everton or just the Liverpool half Liverpool part of the show we I will think within... be a lot of I think there'll be a lot of Evertonians listening to the Liverpool bit this week yeah well <laughs> yeah I'm <laughs> I don't even care to, about your bit <laughs> I, I'm open to be a bit more active on the Liverpool bit this week surprisingly um so yeah as, as, as I say in the description for the episodes if you look at the description on your podcast listening app you'll find the timings of each part if you want to kind of skip forwards or backwards or if you're nevertonian you can listen to it several times this week and particularly the Liverpool part like craig says so as 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 you probably gather we are joined for the first time in months by craig good to have you back craig good to be back what a time to be back (laughs) but I'm, i'm sure there's no coincidence why you're back craig no definitely not uh, and I'll let you know through the show why. <laughs> and, and we've got we've got Gary and Phil representing the Reds. Um, the task, the tough task that we had many times last season, with on the the receiving end of of some um, some clever banter from the other side, or, or not so clever, some very obvious banter. So the first half of the show this week will be focusing on on the Red side, and um, we've got the review of the exit in the Carabao Cup to Arsenal via penalties, and the the very uh, humbling defeat to the hands of Aston Villa yesterday That's so I'm going to the, the second half of the show will be focused on Everton but without further ado I'm going to hand over to to Phil uh, we're going to briefly we're going to briefly cover the the um, exit in the Carabao Cup to Arsenal now you were one of the one of the uh, fans certainly on the show that that were an advocate of, of trying to challenge on a number of fronts this season um, mm. so not just you know focusing on the league and the Champions League but yeah. you know trying to actively win one of the domestic trophies as well. Was that a disappointing result for you last week? Yeah, miserable week to be a Liverpool supporter. I, um, I'm sick of going out to that cup early. Um, it, it's a cup that's easy to win, you know, reasonably easy to win in terms of... We've never won it, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. a, it's a lot harder than you think. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll take, I'll take any little any... thing to get in at Eustace for yeah. you. Yeah, I'll have that. I wanted but to it... say before, before Gary did. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, as I say, especially this season, you know, there's only one round, there's no replays, straight to the pens and all that, not many rounds. It's over pretty quick. When's the final this year? I 
February. Yeah, it's over before you know it. So it's something I'd like to have seen us last longer in again. But uh, yeah, a, a boring game. One of the most boring games I've ever watched on, um, from Liverpool. And from <laughs> Liverpool. Not much. <laughs> Two plenty from Everton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to clarify that. Another yeah. dig. <laughs> but um, I'd say we were slightly the better team over the 90 but not that it, may, it means anything but yeah it's all game and disappointed to go out yeah I, 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 I'm the same to be honest Phil I think you know especially I, I could understand the last couple of years you know we, we wanted to go and really challenge for the league which we did do for two years you know we lost out by a point in the one year but that year we went on to win the Champions League and then last year we actually went on and, and, yeah. and finally won the league so I, I can sort of forgive it for them for them two seasons, but I think this this time round it, it was there to be won, as you say. The, the, they were sort of getting through it pretty quickly. There was no replays. There was no extra time if you if you drew a game like we did. It would go straight to pens. There's no reason, and especially with not having a preseason or a proper preseason, there's no reason why we couldn't have played a, a stronger team. All right, maybe not, maybe not every every one of our starting eleven, but. You know, we, we've got, and I know we've got injuries in the defensive department and things like that. But we could easily have played a stronger midfield and, you know, and, and, and gone for it a bit better. But having said that, as you said, the game was a bit boring, and they sort of, it, it was both teams sort of cancelled each other out. And it was just, for me, it was just disappointing that the players that did come in, who were like the fringe players trying to compete for a for a starting place, didn't really perform. They didn't really take the chance that that. that has been given to them, and that's one of the most frustrating parts of it, more so than, than us not playing a, a stronger 11. Well, I was going yeah. to say, Gary, the, the, a word I'm going to use a few times in this episode for obvious reasons is momentum. Um, you, you've obviously just said then you were disappointed the Klopp didn't pick potentially a stronger side. Before we do, we are going to go on to the Villa game in a moment. Do you think there's any any like impact of, of maybe resting players in that in that? Arsenal game, then bringing them back in for the Villa game, and Villa have kept pretty much the same team for for most games they played this season. Do you think there's any impact on on that going into the Villa? Well, that, well that's that's um, a bit indifferent because Villa played they changed the whole entire team midweek against Stoke and got beat. I'll shut up then. <laughs> they, you know they did because I, I know I was surprised. I was surprised with the start that Villa have had themselves. That they didn't try and gain momentum um, and play a you know a strong side. In that competition, but as, as it, it is, it, it, as it is, it told it told why they invested so, so many. So players. in short, judge no. <laughs> but the, the other, yeah, but the other thing is, how many of the how many of the players you played in the Arsenal game then played against Villa? Well, don't don't you think that the lads who beat Lincoln seven two deserved another go? Because you know after the after the Lincoln game, that's what everyone was saying. Um, Shakiri obviously never played from, from the Lincoln game, but there was talk that. He might have been trying to wrap up a transfer deal. Well, Klopp basically said that, didn't he, in the interview after the game? Yeah. yeah. He, said he said there were certain players that I couldn't pick because of things going on behind the scenes. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Origi started in that game, Elliot. But, I mean, you look at the midfield there, Wilson, I don't think he's played a game in midfield for Liverpool, maybe ever. Since you know, 2017, I think it was. A few years, yeah, three years. But I, even then, no, I don't think it was like as a centre mid. Then you've got Grewich coming in, hasn't played with the team for years. It's, it's what, what you he's, expect, a pro- he's a proper misfit for you, Grewich, isn't he? I'll be honest, I was, he was one of the I, I ones I was, handy, I was half, half impressed with. 
I just game. think I just think he doesn't suit the way you play. I think he's a decent player. Don't get me wrong, but I just I just thought in that game against Arsenal that there was only really four players for me that sort of come out with any any real credit out the game, and it was the two centre backs, Van Dijk and Williams, Milner playing at left back and Gruitch. I thought no nobody else really done anything. Yeah. I'm not saying they, they sort of stunk the gaff out, but they, they didn't do anything. Harry Wilson was anonymous for, for the entirety of the game. Curtis yeah. Jones was similar. You no, know, Salah didn't really weren't really in the game. Minamino was I was very, very disappointed. I've been I've been really sort of calling for Minamino to get a go in the in the first team and, and you know, try and stake a claim for a place in the team. You know, fight fight with Firmino type thing. And that for me, that was a, a big opportunity for him, and he he just was anonymous as well. He he couldn't do the simplest things. So Jota Jota was all right. He, the only real threat we were sort of getting was was down, you know, was through Jota and that. And it was just it was just one. Of, it was a lackluster performance. We, we didn't really go for the go for Arsenal there. They were there to be taken, and yeah. that's what's disappointing about it. I imagine he's a play. I imagine he's a play the full stand size on the on the Thursday. He's probably got beat about twelve two. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they, were, they were there for the second win, Gary. That's a disappointing thing. I'd like to have seen you know some of the bigger players come on at least when you realised Arsenal are crappier. As bad uh, as Arsenal were worse. Arsenal literally. They done okay the first twenty minutes. I thought, but yeah, after that, they literally just pieced the game out, didn't they? You just camped. You were playing for pens. It was bang yeah. on. Like they, they were obviously playing for pens, which is, and, yeah. and you know, it's obviously worked in the end, and they've gone through. Um, Origi okay. was just anonymous when he come on as well. I was really disappointed in him. Like, you know, he, he's we know we know from Origi when he starts games, he tends to not be able to get into it that much and stuff. But he's tended to be one of them who, when he comes on as a sub. It's like he's he's really good at reading the game from the bench, and when he comes on, he can he can make a, a big impact. This game, he was just he was as anonymous as Harry Wilson was while he was playing. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say before before we do move on, the Harry Wilson one I think will probably be particularly um, disappointing for Klopp because he I almost feel like he was playing him in that game to put him in the shot wins a bit, you know, for yeah. someone to come in because he doesn't look like he's a part of the squad, does he? No, in any way, shape, or form, unless you were maybe to go on and. And have a run in that competition, but that performance wouldn't have wouldn't have given anyone a reason, particularly in the Premier no. League, to maybe go and take a point on him. No, and and certainly not for the price that we're wanting to sell him at. Yeah, well, I don't think we we we, we well we certainly didn't discuss it on last week's show. Before we move on to the Villa game, which I'm dying to move on to, um, <laughs> Bruce, all, all the Evertonians listening to this are going, "What are you stalling for? Yeah. Did you just get onto the game?" Bruce has moved on in in the week, hasn't he? Uh, was it twenty twenty three million? Was it in the end that he's gone for initially yeah, to Sheffield, Sheffield United. United? Thoughts on that one? Um, well, I think there's there's a couple of clauses, isn't there? There's a fifteen percent sell-on clause, and then I think there's a there is still a buyback clause. I don't know what that's for, but that lasts for three years. So I think we've sort of protect, protected ourselves whilst getting the money in right now. So it, you know, if he develops into this worldy striker that some people have, have said that they, they think he will, there's there's no reason why we can't just go and bring him back anyway. Like like he's on a sort of long-term loan. So I'm not I'm not too downhearted about, about the fact we've him. He's never going to get near our first team at the moment. So the best thing for him and for his development is to to go and get game time. Phil? Yeah, I think ta- in these times with the finances the way they are, it's kind of get the money and what you can, isn't it? Um, protect yourself in the deal as much as you can. But we might have owned him out in another, in another period and I would have been okay with that because 
if he scores 15 goals for a Premier League team, maybe you're getting closer to 50 for him. But either way, I'm, I'm all right with it. We've got to raise some money to to fund the likes of Thiago and whatever. And, and as you say, he's nowhere near the, t- the first 11. So I don't think he's a cop player. So I don't actually think he's got a future. I think he's more of a poacher. Um, and don't really think he's fit to the pool away. Although I think he's a boss goal scorer and I think he'll be successful. Fair enough. Okay. Without further ado, um, you, you travel to travel to Villa Park yesterday in, in a game. Which... Wait, my my missus is shouting me there. I've just got to shoot off. <laughs> well, that was genuine then. Um, <laughs> no, it was a game that, that Evertonians were interested in because you know going into the game we we were we were and, and still are top of the league with four victories. But the two two teams that were playing in the game. Seems both... the way Phil's laughing there. I mean, yeah. What happened last season with you? You just get, went from game to game to game, winning. Yeah, we did. And you were excited. Like, hey, Craig, there's no need to be. There's no need to be biting right here, right now. We, we've got we've got plenty <laughs> to, to, yeah, we know, I know, to, yeah, to, to listen to here. So what I was going to say is, obviously, going into the game, there was two teams with a hundred percent record. So we had a bit of an interest in seeing which which team would come on top, come out on top. I'll be completely honest. I was expecting goals in the game. I just wasn't expecting them to to, to pan out the way they did. Well, Gary. I was, as you know. <laughs> we'll, come, well, that's debatable. We'll, well come on, we, Stan. Listen, they had three deflections. One of them was offside. We should have had a pen, so it should have been 3 all. I'm all right with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, let's look at the game. Let's look at the game, really, right? We were the better side. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> um, no, listen, all credit to Villa. The... They, came, they, they had a game plan, they stuck to it, it worked, and they got exactly what they deserved, and we got exactly what we deserved for how we, play, how we played the game. We didn't, we didn't um, change how we played when we seen what was happening. We just carried on, carried on, carried on, and we just kept getting it by it every time. And I said, I, I said in our group what, what Villa were doing, what it seemed like they were doing, was when, when we played the offside trap, these have a couple of players offside, and then, but they just let the, let the ball go go through them to the to like the, the far flank every time where that player was onside and then once he was in and we tried to play that offside trap and, and they broke it and that was it they, we were open and they, they basically had a 40 yard run to goal one on one with the keeper or to square it or whatever I know Phil's, Phil's reference there they had three deflections which you know they have but at the end of the day they, they've still created other chances that it wasn't wasn't like if they didn't get them three deflections they wouldn't have got them three goals they had the other chances where on another day do go in that yeah. only Watkins had another one-on-one with Adrian which I'm amazed Adrian saved Ross but, Barkley um, missed two sitters in the first Ross, half yeah he did yeah before the, the scoreline was even getting silly so you know we, we've had our chances and, and, and the one the one sort of positive we can we can take from it is no matter what scoreline it was no, no matter how the game was going Salah still looked hungry Salah wants us and I think I think he wants us he wants us golden boot back for this season and it look and it's really looked like for the for the you know the first four games of the season that he does and I am um, that can only benefit us if he if he's that hungry I'm not sure that Lewin's gonna let yeah, him have it either we'll have to have a scrap with <laughs> DCL there mate <laughs> <laughs> that's not a fair fight what, that's not what, a fair what, fight what's funny is the Blues are laughing at that that's how funny it is <laughs> they mean it is what's funny I um, don't think they do I no. think that's why they're laughing they're just as shocked as everyone else that Calvin Lewin scored this I don't even I don't even need to laugh right now I'm just yeah. happy uh, yeah. I'm just happy letting you get on with it 
I wasn't going to touch on positives, Gary. I almost feel like it's not the day for positives, but I think <laughs> tell you what, mate, if we got beat seven, two, I'd be struggling for positives. <laughs> I'd, tell you, I'd tell you what, that's the, the truest way Phil's ever said on this podcast. The most sensitive ever made. Mane, normally, if Mane comes out, the team the drop off is ridiculous when you put a Rigi in. Jota actually created some danger, didn't he? He actually, I'm actually thinking we can not, we could miss Mane and throw Jota in and still look like we can do a job. You know, that said, he's never Mane, but he's a lot better than Origi, isn't he? Yeah, but nobody's Mane, Adi. Mane's just in his own world at the moment. He's, he's been that good of late. But yeah, Jota, I, I thought, again, the only, the only for, certainly for the first, Half an hour of the game, the only sort of threat that we were we were posing at all was down that left hand side with Robertson and, and Jota. But you know, as, as you say, it, it's one of them. We we've been absolutely snotted, so I'm not going to sit here saying we we done well and and you know we deserve more. We absolutely didn't. We got exactly what we deserved from the game. Do you know what? As well though, at, at about uh, two weeks, it was after the Leeds game. I said to you, Phil, the the couple of things that I thought were really alarming about the way he's played against Leeds is one, how, how easily. Leeds dispossessed you when you were trying to play out from the back to get one of their goals, and two, how high that line was, and and how you know again Leeds. I think Leeds gave Villa the blueprint in terms of how yeah. to get in behind you because they've done it a few times. But also, you look at the first goal. I know that it was a terrible error from or you know misjudgments, I suppose, from Adrian in terms of trying to play out. But Villa clearly thought you could be got at by trying to you know win the ball back when you're trying to play out. Yeah, but the passing's sloppy. So that's a lot of the reason why it's working. And also, I've listened to like a few other podcasts and read a bit about Liverpool today. I've seen a lot of people saying, Liverpool played this high line last season and we won the league, so everyone needs to shut up about the high line. But yet we played a high line, but I think we're playing a higher, a higher Well, no, Phil, <clears throat> to be fair, the reason why people are saying that is 40, use, use core teams out 45 more times than anyone else in the league offside last year. So it was a significantly high line last yeah. season. So 40, 45, know, 45 more times than anyone is, is pretty substantial. Like. No, we had a high may, line, but I, think, I, I honestly think it's gone higher. I, I don't think it's that. I, I think it's, it's just jagged. I mean, you look at the one thing, there was one of the goals, can't remember which one it was, but even played at a, you know. Take your place. Yeah, well, no, no, it was, it was the... Um, yeah, I can't even remember. I could take me pick, but it was one in particular. It was the first half, and Robertson and Trent are about a yard behind the two centre backs. And it's like, when does that happen? Even in even in a decent amateur footy, I tell you, backs. I tell you when it does be ahead of the centre backs. It doesn't happen when Henderson plays, and I think that's a lot to do with what's going on. And you think like Henderson was injured at the end tail end last season as well. He's such an influence on this team. And so is Allison, and so is Mane. And you know, you can drop a few players from a team and it makes a world of difference. So that's not that's not a good thing. That's not making excuses. That's showing the vulnerability. You know, I'm not saying that there's oh well, it's because we've lost a few players. I'm sh- I'm saying the vulnerability that we show when we're without certain key players. Trent's another one. When Trent doesn't play and we don't offer the same threat down the right, we're nowhere near the same team. So well, I think, Phil, I think, Phil, I think Trent's probably benefited Aston Villa yesterday because it seemed like Aston Villa were going on that, that is sad. To be fair though as well, it's Grealish, isn't it? Grealish is, is the, he's the harpy. He's the harpy. So yeah, so you can talk about Trent 
or targeting Trent, but I think Grealish is a, is a big factor there as well. He, he, he dictated the game. I and mean, Barkley has a good game as well. But, Gary, just before... Um, I, I suppose you'll want to go through the team and stuff if, if you want, then, and I will. Um, but, no, th- there was... Um, one thing, obviously, we're now three hours away from the, the window closing, or certainly the window where you can actually go and buy players from the Premier League or abroad. It doesn't look like Liverpool have made a, a move for any keeper. Are you disappointed with that, considering Alisson's six weeks out? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I, don't, I genuinely don't know how I feel about it. I've, we've... Who's out there? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that. The much reason I'm it, saying that is, is you've exactly. been you've been very active, and, and I suppose we have as fans in in our poor Pickford's being with, with errors, and Pickford's made maybe three errors this season. Adrian made double that, I think, in one game. <laughs> oh, but to be fair, yeah, to be, Pick, be, Pickford's your first choice, though, isn't he? But to be fair as well to Adrian, when he came in last season, you know, Liverpool fans were saying, you know, we've got a great number two there. He started you, 11 games in a title-winning season. Last night, I think he was only really a fault for one goal, maybe two, most. And it, all in all, Adrian has made five mistakes in his Liverpool career leading to goals. They have been quite high-profile. And it is in, quite in a lot le- of mistakes. In, in what, in 12 games? 25 games. So okay. that is quite a lot of mistakes for that games because Allison's made five mistakes leading to goals in 90, 95 games. Sorry, 21, um, Adrian is five and 21. Versus five in ninety-five for Allison, but look, there's top flight keepers. There's Pickford. There's there's Kepe. There's there's a number of very expensive goalkeepers in the in the Premier Two League. Two keepers you've just named then. Uh, uh, well, one of them's already been dropped by Chelsea, and they've signed someone else. And the other one is, again, he's getting the piss taken out of him on every yeah, but outlet. That's what I'm saying, but who'd you sign? Who'd you sign as a number two? And like we're not, we've just gone out the out the League Cup. So if you do go in now in this window, which it closes today, to sign a number two, he hasn't even got League Cup games. So I think you know, don't no one could envisage this happening. He's not. No one, no one could envisage this happening with Adrian the way it has. Because if you if you even look at the start of last season when he came in and played, even the Blues on this podcast were saying, "I can't believe how good he's been for you. Can't believe you have just pulled someone yeah. out the bag who's ended up being this good of a player." And all right, not no, no I agree. one. No one could see. No one could see that Adrian was going to come in and be as good as he was at the start of last season. Now it, it, you know, when he's getting another run in the team and he's getting the odd game here and there, he's having he's having howler after howler and he's costing us games and costing us competitions. I agree with Phil. He, he wasn't at fault for seven goals last night. Do you know what I mean? He, he it weren't it weren't like they were all his fault. He started it off and and he weren't he certainly weren't the best the best player on the pitch. He, he you know he's running past frigging pass forwards when they when they have an open shot to goal in the bar and it's he's he's certainly not good enough for us to have a long spell with him anymore. But as we keep saying I tell you Gary I was gonna say mate, do you think it's different in that when he played last season the players didn't know him and every time he had a good game the defence had more confidence in him. But now they maybe don't have the same confidence in him and maybe yeah, that possibly. affects the whole team. And when, when we seen sort of d- defensive frailties coming in before we had Allison, it was because they, we knew that they didn't have, have faith in Carriers or they didn't have faith in Mignolet. And a similar thing starts happening yeah. again with Adrian. So may, maybe on that point, that it, it's hard, in it, to say I'm disappointed we haven't gone out and bought a second keeper because 
as we keep saying, who's your buy? I, I don't know enough about who's available and who's out there to say we should be going in for him. My, we should my, be going to sign my him. point was, I, I definitely made this point towards the end of last season. It was after I think he'd made mistakes in, in another game. But I, I said, look, I think you've got quite lucky when he first came onto the scene because you've got this, plucked this goalie from nowhere on a free. I said you were lucky, you know, obviously, you know, you could look at it two ways, lucky or it's good scouting to, to say that you found someone who was available. But by all accounts, he was coaching in Spain, didn't even have a club, and you managed to bring him in. It was proper classic Liverpool. He ends up being a world keeper. But at the same time, you've got to be thinking, there's only so much you're going to get out of him. My question was, it was a twofold one. One, are you disappointed you didn't get someone in the summer? It was, it was a proper competition for... for um, for Allison or two, and you're not disappointed they're going to move for someone now. First thing, who are you bringing in to be proper competition for Allison at a at a reasonable price tag? It's not. Well, 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 I don't know. You know, if you if you if you look at the other top clubs, most of them now have got decent deputies. Probably six. most of them haven't got what a decent number one. There's only one I can think of. City United have got two decent keepers like De Gea and Ram. Uh, what's his name again? The one who was at. Henderson. 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 Yeah, Henderson. Henderson's decent. The guy is not the player he was, though, is he? But it's just tough. It's just tough. I'm certainly not disappointed we didn't go out and replace him today. Not possible, is it? I just wanted to come back to a point you made before, Gary, about Leeds giving Villa the blueprint and now Villa giving the blueprint to the rest of the league. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with I that am? because, yeah, if teams think now they can, oh, we'll go at Liverpool. We'll go at them. we got to have a go here. This is the way to beat them. Bring it on. I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. There was at least didn't just go at you, though. Did you pick on certain weaknesses? Villa didn't. They had four players that attacked constantly, but they still had a lot of players behind the ball. You still found it hard to counter on them, even when you won the ball back. I, I just think it's a I just think that game last night was it's it's a freak game where everything Villa did was was right and. The, they pulled everything off. Everything we did was wrong. We made every mistake you can make in the game. Like Klopp even said it after the game. Normally, you know, Millsy says in our group, Klopp's interviews next, I'm waiting with the popcorn. Because normally, after we've been beat, he's, he's like, he's a bit bitter. He's, he comes out with excuses and all that. Even he said last night, we made mistakes that, that you wouldn't normally make. Every mistake you can make as in a game, we made. And Villa capitalised on it. For me, uh, I'm not reading too much into the game. It was a horror show. We got we got uh, snotted, and we deserve to get snotted by the it way you performed. It comes, it comes off the back of last week's performance against Arsenal. That was the best performance I've seen us put in yeah. since we beat Leicester. And then the week after is the worst performance, the worst scoreline since 1963 or something. So which is the real Liverpool? Phil's done his research, Annie. <laughs> I, th- I think that a, cu- a, couple, a couple more from me then. Um, one person that I think who's particularly going to be under the spotlight, apart from, apart from Adrian, on the back of um, last night's performance is going to be Gomez. Gomez. Um, yeah. Now... I'll be honest, just before the show, I was talking to Phil before we before we come on. I didn't realise that um, Matip was injured. Now, how long is Matip about for? I don't know. I don't know when he's back, but I think it's a few weeks. Well, again, you know, is that is that now a priority? Is Does he have to come out of the team? Does Fabinho come in? Or or, or is if Matip's not back, then let's just assume that maybe, maybe he isn't back before the derby. Would you put Fabinho in that centre-back role or leave, him where he, leave Gomez where he is? I'd go with Fabinho. I think Gomez now he, he's done. He's 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 been looking iffy for me for a couple of months, and I think Fabinho looks rock solid there. <laughs> last time he played, if you think about it, last night Klopp took Gomez off almost mercifully because he was having a nightmare. 
you can make the same argument to mercifully take him out the team to to let him just you know rather than just keep beating on his confidence, take him out of a break and reconfigure. Think I think it depends on who else is available. Yeah, you know, because I think there's there's a big thing with Gomez where he he's a he's very much a confidence player, and we've seen it over over the past couple of seasons when he's when he's been out the team and he comes back in, he's slow to get back into the groove. But if we keep a couple of clean sheets on the bounce and he's played, he tends to be back in his groove then, and he and he's rock solid with Van Dijk. At the moment now, he's had a there. Everyone knows he's had a He's been taken off, as Phil said, mercifully there by Klopp. I think if we if we go into that derby and we've got Henderson's back fit, Thiago's back fit, um, you know we've got be. we've yeah, which they should be, but you don't know how they're gonna be, how Thiago's gonna be affected by the COVID. You know, mm. it might take him a few weeks to get you know match fit. If that's the case, you might not want to risk him. Um, and yeah, that, Henderson should be fit. You know, why Aldam stays fit after the international and, and the other players who we've got there. Kate, well, say Kate, I don't want him anywhere near the team at the moment, but. Mm-hmm. You know, with a Milner, yeah. If we've if we've got a sort of a, a few players to pick from there, then I think you could see Fabinho dropping back and, and playing alongside Van Dijk. And I don't think you'd get many Liverpool fans who would be disappointed in that. No, confidence is a double-edged sword, Gary. Because that's what I'm saying. I'm almost saying that as a reason to maybe take him out the squad because you keep playing him as confident, and if he keeps making mistakes. Maybe taking him out is better for his confidence. You know? Yeah, and let him build it in training. Yeah, fair enough. And, and, and I think as well, just to, to kind of add to that, you couldn't get a more similar player to Ollie Watkins than Dominic Calvert-Lewin in terms of the attributes. And I think he would certainly be looking at that game last night to a certain extent, licking his lips, thinking if you're going to play Gomez, there's only one place I'm going in that derby and it's on that side. The, it doesn't matter who's playing there. Every single striker is going to go on that side. It doesn't no, matter. No, but what I'm because... saying, though, is, yeah, I, I get it. Do you want to stay away from Van Dijk? But at the same time, there's going to be certain strikers who haven't got the pace maybe to, to cause, you know, Gomez problems. Because that was, the, it was two fold. It, it was the strength and the pace that done him. As in, Gomez couldn't go and challenge from behind and get tight because he was stronger than him. And he also didn't want to, didn't want to drop off and give him space to run in behind as well. So it was... It was like he couldn't win that battle and he didn't have the brains to win the battle. And I think, I suppose, the inexperience was, was the biggest impact on him. For me, you know. it, wasn't even, it wasn't even just uh, them battles with him. He was doing the little things wrong. He, mm-hmm. his, his five-yard passing was out and, you know, was trying to clip the ball over the top. He weren't making them passes, trying to dribble out. He was, he was losing the ball. Just, he just had an absolute nightmare of a game. He probably should have been taken off earlier, if, if, if anything. Um, yeah. But you know, it's we we've seen it before. We've seen him have have bad games before, bad spells before, and he's come out of it the other side and been and been a great player. And you know, yeah. look at look at the look at the run we went on last season with him as our mainstay with with Van Dijk. So, you know, I'm certainly not writing him off, but maybe a little spell out the team might be might be just for him. I think he's the best defender in England, so I'm going to make that statement and I'll what? stick. Gomez, yeah, English defender, you best mean? English defender, yeah. Yeah, country's he's finished, mate. If he's the best defender, he's, he's, better? Got, he's got good physical attributes, but he's, he's Go, never, Godfrey, the, never the best. Godfrey's better than him. Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> he's never the best defender. Holgate's better than him on the, on the basis of basis of the last few games. Holgate's best than him. Well, maybe on Holgate. the basis of the last few games. No, if you put Holgate, if you put Holgate alongside Van Dijk, he's a better player than than Gomez for me. From what well, from what last, I've seen, I haven't seen Go, I haven't seen Holgate. Embarrassed by any player as bad as Gomez was in that game last night. I haven't really seen Gomez, but I did see him play like a lot of games last season where people were saying, you know, over a prong spell at the beginning of the season that he was better than Van Dijk. 
He's having man of the match performances yeah. because he had because he had strikers playing on him all the time. So that's where that phrase was coming from. Not that yeah, yeah. No, I know, but you know, <laughs> you know what the point I'm making is though. Yeah. Moving on from that though, for me, I haven't seen. I've seen Bobby have some stinkers, but for me, that was the worst. Couldn't control it. Couldn't pass it. The worst performance I've ever seen. Like, like I said, at the, you know, at the start, it was one of them where nobody really come out with any glory. For, for me, the only, the only player. The only player who come out with any sort of, of positive is Salah. And that, and for, for Mourinho, though, for quite some time now, Gary, he does seem to be deteriorating. You've, you've, you've heard us on this. Me, me and Terry certainly have, have actually said, you know, it, it might be time to give him a, a little spell out the team. He's, we, we've defended him and defended him over the years with, with you know, all you trying to mock about us saying he's a defensive striker and all that and things like that. And, you know, he doesn't get as many goals as the strikers will, and he and he, I don't think he's ever going to. But you can forgive that because the other things he was doing for the team and what he does for the team is is remarkable. It's second to no other number nine in world football. But as of late, as of late, and certainly this season so far, he's not doing it. He's he's not as effective. He's not having the same impact on games as he as he has done in the past. So yeah, he, he's, uh, for me, it, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too adverse to him coming out the team for, for maybe a, a couple of games. If not for anything else, to give him a kick up the backside to say you need to start performing. You, who, you, you, who, you're not guaranteed starter. Who play ahead of him? Minamino or Jota? Well, if, if you're talking about slotting in the number nine role, you, you've got Minamino there. But again, he didn't colour himself in glory against Arsenal. Um, Jota's come in and looked lively. You know, we, we know we can play Salah up top, we know we can play Mane up top, and we know Jota's plays up there with Jimenez for Wolves. So there's the, certainly that option to bring Jota in and, and, and you know, manoeuvre the front three and, and to, to do whatever we whatever Klopp sees fit. But, you know, I don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to absolutely say from the top of the hills that I want Firmino out the team. He's, he's, I don't think he's that bad. He had a terrible game the other night, last yeah, night, but I, I, he's, not, he's not that bad. I think he's no. I'm I'm a big fan of Firmino. I think he's arguably, arguably one of the best best better footballers in the Premier You've League. You've got him on the back of your Everton top, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Firmino, seventy-two. I've got. <laughs> yeah. Well, before before we do move on, uh, just just one last question for both you, really. Um, that again, that's that, that's now. Is it 11, 11 goals conceded in the first? First four games. I'm not sure how long it was last season um, before you, you know, you can see the eleven goals. Just, just as a general note, you know, altogether, are you concerned, or, no. or are you are you going with the Gary Angle if that was just the freak result, Phil? Lost your ear, Phil. Yeah, you know, can't hear you there. <laughs> so, Gary, I'll go. I'll go to you then. Are you sticking with? Um, it be it, that's just a freak result and there's no concern whatsoever for you? Well, obviously, there's not absolutely no concern whatsoever, but I'm certainly not as concerned as what some other fans you, you can you, you see on Twitter and social media and things are, are sort of saying. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not that concerned. I, I fully expect us in the next five games to to absolutely bounce back and start banging some goals and keep a few clean sheets and, and rack up the points like we did last season. Um I don't. Before we do move on, I want to touch on Kater. Kater, and if we can, we get Phil. Is your mic working yet? Or as, as I know, oh yeah, just kind very, of very, very slightly, very, very, very vague. Go on, Phil. No, 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 
not enough. <laughs> not enough. Not enough for the listeners to hear unless they're going to turn oh, the speakers oh. well up and then everyone else will be uh, won't be heard. Not enough or too much, it is. Yeah, go on, go on, <laughs> go on then, Gary. Sorry, you want to touch on Kater then? Yeah, on, on Kater, it's 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 too it's gone too long now. He's you know at the back end of last season we were sort of seeing a bit of a, a better form from him and. You know, he, he was running games and he was doing things we, we wanted him to do when, when we signed him. What we what we sort of said was, without getting too excited, the pressure was off. The league was won. We, we were sort of in party mode and it, it, you've got to really see him do it when the when the pressure's back on him, when you need to win games and you need him to have an influence on, on games in the Premier League. He's had a bit of a prolonged spell in the team now, which, which he hasn't really had before due to whatever injuries or bad performances and other, other players getting ahead of him. He's had that spell now and, and he's not performing. And for me, it, it's time to get him back out the team. And, and it, when We've only got three players in the midfield, as we always do. We've got one who who is the holder, who's normally Fabinho. If not, it, it's Henderson or, or Wijnaldum. Then we've got the other two who have got to work hard, win the ball, get forward, provide service for the front three. He's not doing it. He's not doing it enough. He's not doing it quick enough. And he's not doing it good enough. So for me now, I, I think I've had it with him. I think I want him out the team. And I don't want to be relying on him. Go on, Phil. You know, Henderson and Thiago are coming back, aren't they? There's no place for him in the team in any way, to be honest. Yeah, so, I, I no agree. Fair enough. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> pretty pretty damning that for a, for a player. I suppose, to be to be fair as well, it's almost a blotch on, on the, the transfers that have been made since, since Koff being in. He seems to be the only player who, you know, you have invested substantially and who, by all accounts, looks like a flop at the moment. Yeah. Oh, Some I can't. people arguing that the oven, though, isn't it? Still but, but, but you can't. Yeah, maybe. But you can't. You can't really. <clears throat> you can't really. No, but you can't. You can't really put a proper argument behind that, can you? For him to say that he's been a success with the money you've paid for him. No, oh, he's I definitely, definitely so, not a success. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Okay. There well, are some stats that make them look like one on some YouTube videos, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been a victim of loads of YouTube videos, haven't we, Craig? Loads of optimism on YouTube. Yeah. Videos. <laughs> we know all about enough. that. Yeah, that, that was the best. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we are going to move. Are going to move on to the Blues now. Um, so that's 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 your misery over with for the time being, Reds. Before we do, I wasn't half as bad as I thought it was going to be. To be fair. No, I think we should be a little bit more. Have another ten minutes. On well, we've, we've you got know. the we've got the derby preview next week, haven't we? So we can keep going back into the game a little bit more next okay. week. I and, thought that section then was the Everton section. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> I was enjoying it probably more than you were. So that, that that probably does count for that. And um, so before we move on to the 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 Everton section, just a, a short word from our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by Camper Kings. Coronavirus has got us all thinking about UK holidays and what better way to do that than in a camper van. Have the adventure of a lifetime in one of Camper Kings' high-end luxury camper vans. Check them out on Instagram at camperkings underscore NW or on the website at www.camperkings.co.uk. Prices start from just £85 per night. So book now and quote Across the Park podcast for free insurance and a free bottle of champagne during the month of September. Okay, again, thanks thanks again for, for Camper Kings. Do check them out if you are looking for a, a UK vacation, particularly in, in, in these times right now. It's, uh, it's very difficult, 
Um, I certainly won't be going abroad for a while, much to my disappointment. We had a little trip planned as well, didn't we, Phil? Yeah, yeah, sadly not going to happen. Yeah, not, not happening for the time being. So, again, moving on to the Everton section then, Craig. Great to have you back. Um, we're going to refer to the, the, the West Ham game, first of all. I mean, it was it's a competition. Well, any competition is, a, um, is, is something for us to focus on because, again, I think most Evertonians will agree that a priority is trying to win a trophy this season. And, you know, what, what better, you know, historically, in terms of what other clubs have done, there's, there's very few better opportunities than the Carabao Cup. And, and like we said, jokingly in the, in the red section it is a cup that, that Everton is the league cup that, that Everton have never won um, you know West Ham was a, a tricky tie because you know David Moyes would have been wanting to come back to to, to Goodison and, and potentially prove a point and um, they did make some changes and and in the end we, we dispatched them fairly comfortably didn't we? Yeah well I think the fact that they just um, come off the back of a great performance against West Ham they probably would have maybe fancied the chances on giving Everton more of a game than he actually did. Um, it is, like I say, it's a, it is a competition that we need to concentrate on because, you know, the, the rounds came thick and fast these first couple of rounds and it was a great opportunity with us having such good form in the league to carry on with the momentum and I thought we performed very, very well. Um, I think, they, apart from the goal, I don't think they really created much other than other than that and, and, and we... we um, yeah, we we certainly put them to the sword throughout. Yeah, they, they had a little spell, didn't they, after half time, and and that after that after the goal, they, they looked like they had the tails up a little bit. But again, as we've seen a couple of times this season, and, and you know we're going to go on and talk about the Brighton game in a moment. Whenever a team seems to get in the game this season, we just seem to have the ability to go up go up a level. Oh, and, and go up a gear, yeah. You want them gears that Liverpool Ge- go gears, on last yeah, season? We've got gears. We had yeah. Terry yesterday. It's the first time ever we've got gears. <laughs> <laughs> We're not stuck in the mud. But one the player hasn't come off. I think I think one player yet. Who, who, yeah, one player who certainly proved you right this season, Craig. And and, and to be fair, I can't I can't um, I can't say that you haven't been a fan of his for for quite some time. Even in the the times when most most fans, including myself, were doubting him, is Dominic Calvert Lewin uh, another hat trick. Um, Going into the Brighton game, he had the chance to break a ridiculously long-standing record in football. Never mind for Everton, um, but you know a second hat trick in consecutive home games. How happy are you with his form? Well, very. Um, but I think what he's what he's doing now is he's 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 scoring. They just one such goals, and that's what you want from your striker. That second goal that he scored against West Ham, um, he wouldn't have scored that list. The one where it come off the post and then yeah, just yeah. hit him. So that he wouldn't have scored that last season. It would have bounced off him over the bar or something like that. He wish yeah. although he was in good form for a for a spell last season, he wouldn't have scored them types of goals. Stay proper strikers instant goals and he, he seems to be getting them now. Now, don't get me wrong, like obviously I'm made up with the form he's in the, this season, but there was a the, the ten games that he went without the goal at the back ends of last season during lockdown. I was as frustrated as anyone because, he, although I think a striker should only need one or two chances a game mm. to, to to make a mark on the game, and he wasn't even getting them. Yeah, like uh, the back end of last season, but yeah, again, he started this season brilliantly, and he just looks confident every time he walks on that pitch. Well, well to be fair as well, it, it's not come without pressure. Me and Angelotti was quoted a few weeks ago saying, 
if, if any of our strikers, or is it Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin, if, if both of them don't get 20 goals, then I'll be disappointed because of the service that they've now got behind them. Um, yeah. You're right in saying he, he's definitely getting more chances. You know, there's a combination of reasons for that. Obviously, Hamas Rodriguez being, being one of them, but also his, his position's a lot, a lot better. But like I say, in previous years gone by, he's never really been put under, under any pressure as he to score goals. It's just being no. like, well, he's a young lad and you know, give him his do, time or whatever. But, do the donkey but, work. That's do it, donkey but, work for those around him. But clearly, Ancelotti is, is not only... Um, putting him under more pressure to strike. He's expecting goals from him, isn't he? Do you think that makes a difference to his mentality? Of course. Well, you've got to expect your strikers, haven't you, to score goals? I mean, we haven't had a striker who's actually scored goals since Lukaku, and before him, it was, you know, every now and then we get someone along, the yeah. likes of Yakubi, the Yelovichers, yeah. you know, who did, who did bang them in for, the little, for, for the short period. I think he's got, I've said it all along, he's got every single attribute as, as a centre-forward to, to you know, be a, a big success in the game, and the only thing he was lacking was the goals. And I think under this manager, with even with these players in this uh, formation behind him, there's no reason why he can't get thirty goals, never mind twenty. Fair enough. And again, I, I thought another player who, who who really is has had credit um, most games this season, even even after lockdown uh, last year, is is Michael Keane. Um, I thought again he he was really composed, really sure of himself. I, I, I literally cannot believe how much of a different player he is at the moment. Well, I do think it's probably the lack of us shouting behind him that's probably doing <laughs> the world of good. He looks like Franz Beckenbauer now. <laughs> no, he's a. I mean, that first goal. The reason I bring it up is the first goal for Calvert Lewin was it was a brilliant one. The first touch and finish was was you know was was fantastic. But the ball from Michael Keane and and the you know, the, the little Sucks. turn he's done to just send sent yeah. Allah for the echo and then, you know, yeah. clipped the ball over the top. It, it was like, like you say, it, it was, he was un, he's unrecognisable, isn't he? Yeah, like, but it's, it's been for a long period now, hasn't it? And he's, he's you know, you, you can see him get, and you can half see why he's, he got that new contract in the summer. Because, mm. you know, even though he had that good form back in the last season, we're all thinking a five-year deal. It's a bit much. But Michael yeah. Keane, it's a bit much and, you know, it's, it's clearly, showing clearly Ancelotti has seen in training, hasn't he? As, as well as in the games, he's seen a lot of things that that's made him encouraged, you know, has encouraged them to to give it to offer him that deal. Yeah. So, what are we going to go on to this the, the Brighton game now? Yeah, yeah, we yeah we can do. Um, be, before before we do though, because I've done the same with Liverpool. Uh, Everton made, confirmed a signing this morning of, of Ben Godfrey, so it was a perfect segue from the from the key, the point about Michael Keane. Um, how encouraged are you by by that sign? And I mean, you know, it, he's obviously a young player. He ticks boxes for the Marcel Brands type model, but yeah. he's also a player at the tender age of of twenty three, who's who's nearly made it. You know, he's made over a hundred. I think over a hundred senior appearances as well. So he he's got a he's got a mix of I suppose of a youth and experience, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's a, he's an under twenty one international. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. An awful lot about him. I've seen, obviously, seen him a couple of times last season against ourselves, and seen him against Liverpool. He's, a, he's someone who's got like a lot of pace. Um, he doesn't look like the biggest, tallest no, no, centre half no. in the world, but he, he looks physically like a he's a he's man a bit, mountain. Yeah, he's a yeah. He's, he's he is like he's not like he's not six foot five, but he's, he's certainly yeah. He's yeah. He's got a he's got a bit about him. Like I say, I don't know an awful lot about him, but I'm. 
you know, I'm pretty um, confident in that, and more so confident in the recruitment that Marcel Brands brings from what you are, Gary, that he'll be a success. Well, no, a success. I mean, I mean the, the reason I say he ticks boxes from the Marcel Brands uh, model, if you like, he, he seems to be, he seems to have been tasked in, in reducing the overall squad age, you know, average squad age, hasn't he? Now, Ancelotti mm. is also, it seemed, chipped in and said, look, we need some quality and experience in there. And the three signings that were made in the shape of Decore, Alan and Rodriguez look like Ancelotti signings, whereas the Nkunku's and maybe the, you know, the, the Godfrey's, I think they, they seem more like long-term signings. Well, yeah, well, if we if we go back onto that, um, sorry, the the league cup game, he has another great games, and he's a left back. He, he looks he like a steal him. A very good player. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you see a player coming in on free, um, you're thinking, aren't you? Well, you know, it's and, and I think the first. Please be like was, a James Milner. What's that? Please be like a James Milner. Well, no, I, I think what I was going to say is when you see a young player coming in a free, we've seen a lot of them down the years who got potential and you never really see them in the first team. And I think the first mm-hmm. comments that was made about him is he's a player for the under-23s. And I'm like, kind of rolling my eyes going, OK, well, he'll mm-hmm. be sent out on loan in a couple of years and then he'll be sold eventually. You know, yeah. but, time, but, but after after about um, three or four sessions, Ancelotti said he'll, he'll be going straight into the first team. Well, I think that was, a, that was also... Related to Leighton Baines, wasn't it? Hanging up his boots, mm. but but yeah, you're right. He, he certainly impressed the manager, and uh, and like you say, I think I think a you know a, a very good signing. But yeah, the, I think the, uh, the 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 Ben Godfrey one will, will, will be interesting. Uh, interesting in terms of seeing how quickly he puts him in there. Um, you know, it, well, just just on the League Cup again. How yeah. how long until you start playing full strength eleven again? Well, we want. We weren't far off it, to be fair. Against yeah, I don't know, but you know, is, is it is it now that he's in the quarters because they're playing Man United, who are a, a historic top six team? Does Dinier now come back in at left back, or, or do you think he'll be happy um, to, to play the new the, the young kids? Or I think in terms, I think in terms of that position, I wouldn't see any reason why he wouldn't play in Kunku. Uh, I, I'd still, if he's fit, I wouldn't see any reason why John Joe Kenny wouldn't stay in the side. I don't think the side will be too dissimilar to the one we seen the other night because it wasn't far off full strength. We've got a, we've got a long time to ponder them teams though, haven't we? The, the yeah. next round's not till like two days before Christmas. I think yeah. I think more so uh, the left back might might keep his place in them games because he just doesn't look out of place. He looks mm. like a Premier League left back. I think with the importance of, of that type of game, um, I think he probably would prefer Coleman over Kenny. In that type of environment, um, maybe was, maybe more as a captain, yeah, having, having yeah. someone on the pitch who's got. But uh, I don't think he, I don't think he'd be shy in in play. It's a pe- I don't know who the game before or the game after this, but I don't think he'd be too shy in playing that left back. Yeah, no. Do I, you think... keep le- I keep saying left back because I'm not very good at pronouncing his name. Kunku. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, do you think? Go on. Do you think now that this? Well, not now. It's obviously his fears every season because it's been so long without a trophy. But do you it's think? Best. The League Cup now is an absolute priority. I know you're a four out of four in the league, and you're you know you're you're looking good. You've played well at the start of the season, and you know I'm sure in your in your private groups, not not to any of us read, you're, you're <laughs> chatting Leicester City, but um, you know without with going so long without trophy, and as you alluded to before, you've never won the League Cup. Do you, do you think this is going to try and be a bit of a priority with it being such such a different format and and a lot a lot quicker and and potentially easier to win? Again, like, like Craig said before, I think it depends. We, you know, we come two two days before Christmas. You, you know, you're halfway through the season. You get you. There's a really good indication, and you know, the old um, 
stat or the stats about how many teams have been, you know, in or there, there or thereabouts around Christmas. I'm not going to say top, but the, the teams who are there or thereabouts at Christmas, it generally tends to be the way, it, you know, it ends up. So I think if we're, you know, we're in the top four or around the top four in Christmas, priorities might change slightly. You'd had, another, you'd had the chance to have a digger us there and missed it. Oh, apart from news, yeah. The only, yeah three, the only three times. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, and that's what I mean. But it, it's, um, I think a lot will depend, excuse me, on, on, on where we are around December. And that'll dictate how much of a priority the, the League, League Cup becomes. I think, it's definitely, I, no, I think it's a definite priority. I think uh, Ancelotti has probably... Um, well, he's, yeah, I reckon he's probably seen it as a, a great opportunity to get some silverware in what would be his, his first uh, full season at the club. I think I, only... I, appreciate, I appreciate you, you know what you're saying about that. It depends on where you are in the league and stuff. But let, let's be realistic. Even if you are up there in, in December time, Realistically, in in the league cup, you've got three games and you've won a trophy. If you win them three games, no, and, and you've and still be, got half a season for the Premier League. Yeah, no, and, and to be fair, Ancelotti said that in in, in the press con in the post match interviews of every tie so far. It's so many games until a final, so many games until a final. So he's very aware of that, and and I can't go against what I'd said at the start of the season. And I have probably the last five or six seasons is the priority is to win a trophy. Um, the only the only reason I'm saying about the you know where we are in the league is the likes of a Charleston, for example, his priority is to play in the Champions League next season. I think Ancelotti will, will start to be feeling the not the pressure, but the importance of, of that being a target if he considers losing the likes of a Charleston if we don't get a Champions League place. But there's no reason why we still can't prioritise the League Cup. And still compete, do you know what I mean? So, like you say, with it being only three games, it's not like it's a six or seven more game competition where we need to choose league or cup. We can yeah. still probably no replays, no extra time. Exactly. So there's there's still no reason why we can't choose a, a full strength side like Craig was saying, and 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 still do okay in the league. Um, but yeah, so so moving on, moving on, Craig, you were getting that before to the to the Brighton game, um. I thought, and, and and I was I said on the on the podcast last week. I thought it'd be an open game, um, not least because that's the way most games have been in, in in the Premier League this season. But also that Brighton do give you chances. They do come out and play, and they're not like the Chris Uton Brighton who'd sit back and, and look to try and counter attack. They they do come and try and take the games teams. And and I said I thought it would work in our favour, and I thought that ultimately we we come out on top. I was one goal out from my prediction. I went for three two, but. Again, another another pleasing performance that, that shows you a lot of a lot of encouraging qualities. Definitely, and and, and even the lads that came in, I think prior to the game, we've we've seen that Alan was out, um, Gomez, it was, it, Gomez, and and you know you're thinking who's going to come in. Now we've seen Davis come into the side, and I know the the lads that I was with was oh, what's going on. Very disappointed. I'm not the the biggest critic of Davis. I, I do appreciate he has he has certain qualities that he, he can bring into a game, and like I said, the the, the players that did come in, Sigurdsson and and Davis, done them, done themselves no harm, did they? No, and and look, I think last season them two in particular were, were, were two of the you know two of the names on on the top of most Evertonians hit list, weren't they? Um, for you know Sigurdsson for shying away and not really doing enough, Davis for. Not doing anything, in my opinion, a lot of games, just literally floating through the game or, you know, 
really basic fundamental errors he was making. But yeah, you're right. I think I think the the two beneficiaries of playing in a team that, that's high on confidence and for Sigurdsson, in my opinion, I think it's he's benefited from having other players around him who are taking the initiative and and taking a little bit of that pressure off him. A lot, a lot was expected of, of Sigurdsson last season and he wasn't able to live up to it. There's no doubt about it. He wasn't able to live up to the, the title or the label of creator or, you know, the yeah. tal- talismanic player and, and you know, the Hammers Rodriguez's and, and you know, Richarlison's and, and even Calvert-Lewin with his goals have took a lot of that pressure off and, and he seems to, be, seems to be reveling in that. I mean, when, even when he's come off the bench... I think he's added something to the game. You know, he, he's yeah, calmed things down when needed, and and looked like he, he's he's had a degree of control in his play. So, no, I agree. It's it's a, it's a definitely a really valid point because you know we're all raving over the new signings, aren't we? And we're all raving over Calvert Lewin's form, and and you know, and again as as always with Richarlison, but very few have pointed at the the squad players who, who actually made a a better contribution so far. Well, as well as that, now we have got players like. Rodriguez, you'd you'd put in the top class bracket, wouldn't you? Of, of not world class, of... not world class, Craig, not world class. No top, top class. class. No, yeah. do you know what I mean. In, in, good choice in world of words. Football. Good choice of words. Yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll get them biting at me, won't I? So I'll just <laughs> say top class for now until he proves it for the season. But they'll be playing alongside him, and that that must breed confidence for them that they've got someone in front of them or around them who can get the ball off them and release it, and they they can just do their job. Whereas last season. Like you say, the, the the pressure was on Sigurdsson to be a creator, wasn't it? And and he couldn't live up to that. Now with, with Rodriguez, he just does it with absolute ease, doesn't he? Well, another player who, who who I personally put a lot of pressure on last season um, to to get goals, um, just because of his stature, was Yeri Mina. Um, he mm. come up with a with a with a really important goal at an important time um, on Saturday, and and it's a goal for me that he should score more of. I mean, you can't underestimate the again the contribution of how good the ball was from from Rodriguez. But it was a great header, wasn't it? It was a brilliant header, but yeah, that, it was on a sixpence that ball, wasn't it? It was just it was. the right the right height, the right weight at, at the right time, and um, and I've just got an, an, I'm got enough good words to say about that man at the minute. <laughs> Rodriguez it just makes me so happy. <laughs> Especially the ones where, because Liverpool fans were saying he was finished, he was, he was this, he was that. He just looks, at, he just looks brilliant, doesn't he? He, he certainly looks a steal. But again, I, I was particularly pleased with, with, with that that goal for me because I think you know, six foot seven, I think he is. You you've got to be scoring more goals, haven't you? You know the amount of edges he must have had last season, mm. but he seemed like he always mistimed them. Yeah. Know? But I don't know if that's because he's used to the the quality of delivery for Colombia, and he's yeah. like that wasn't right on before. What's going on? Um, yeah, but he, but was, he was he was very good defensively as well, weren't he, Mina? Especially yeah, second half. Such an enigma, isn't he? Because he can have games like that where he, he seems to be so comfortable and 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 almost breezes through the game without ever looking like making a mistake, and then the next week he, he just looks like he, he you know he's, he's playing with roller skates on. Yeah, we're well, talking about mistakes. You know, we obviously we got the lead through a, a, another good goal, a great ball from Sigurdsson, and a and a, a great leap from a Calvert Lewin to score. You know, it's all all well and good for his confidence, but then the other end, and the Brighton goal, the first goal, and you know the mistake from Pickford. You know, I, I've heard you say a few times now about um, us finishing in the top four or finishing in the top six will depend solely on. The form of Jordan Pickford, you know, it is worrying, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, again, it's it's a tough one because, like, like I say, 
uh, well, like I said in pre-season, I was asked about, or a few listeners have asked about Pickford, and and we've been asked to to you know which which positions are the priority going into the season. I didn't say that I, I didn't think that the goalie or replacing Pickford was a priority at this stage because I didn't think that we were at that level yet where you know a goalie better than Pickford was going to make a significant difference to the team. Um, now I'm looking around and going. It's the, the weak glaring. Link. Yeah, it's the glaring weak. Yeah, it's glaringly obvious that he's the weak link, and and not only that. I mean, you're starting to have almost some sympathy with the Yeri Minas going. Well, if you've got yeah. him behind you and not sure what he's going to do, not not being sure what he's going to do, then it is going to breathe uncertainty, isn't it? Well, even in the second half, that one where he just jumps into Yeri Mina but throws his foot at him. What's he playing at? It's just uh, like exactly. it, it, he, he needs him in the chest, didn't he? It's calamitous, me. In the, it's, an, it's calamitous in the fact that he's he's made that stupid jump anyway, but he's led with his knee. No yeah, one has on seen uh, Well, he didn't, did he? That was the worrying thing. He didn't even know it was on his own. He didn't yeah. even know where his own defenders were. Yeah, yeah. There, there's so many concerns around uh, not only his his, gen, his mistakes, but his decision making. It it's it's so poor, isn't it? But it's it's even afterwards. He seems to like smile about it. It's just it's it's a constant. He's probably the most dislikable goalkeeper I've ever we've ever had at Everton. <laughs> the yeah, the arrogance doesn't. I've arrogance said that. Been, yeah, because he goes, he, he then goes away for with England. He probably play all three games through the week, and, and, and keep and keep three clean sheets. Yeah, that, these that, games, these games that he's had there, the likes of the Brighton game and things, they're the games he'll get away with. You know, sorry, you, sorry, sorry, Gary. I can't help but laugh here. If, if anyone's ever seen those those documentaries, <laughs> those documentaries where, you, where you've got guests, <laughs> where you've got people who, who don't want to be named or seen, and they're just like a silhouette and they're talking. <laughs> Gary's like sitting in a room with the lights on, <laughs> and he looks like a, like one of those witnesses to a murder. Just, just yeah. don't want you to see me face after <laughs> after that seventh humiliation. Thanks for bringing that up again. No, that the lefty, the lefty's gone. Just, just showing you that I'm not that bothered by it. Go on then, um, Gary. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. yeah. I forgot what my point was now. <laughs> um, okay, these, not... these games, these games like your Brighton game where, you know, you, you've got Calvert-Lewin doing the business to the other end and, and Rodriguez doing the business and you're getting a few goals. He, he, he's going to get away with them type of games. But you're going to come up and, you're gonna come up against teams this season. Who, if you, even if, if you carry on playing this well, you know, which, which I can't see happening because it is Everton after all. But if you did, you know... You, you're going to come up against teams where it's a tight game, it's a nil-nil or it's a 1-1, one, one, and they're the games where he's going to cost you, and they're, they're the big ones, and he'll make a mistake, and it'll be you'll, you'll, it'll happen in the derby, it'll be a close game, it'll be nil-nil, 1-1, <laughs> one, one, two, 2-2, two, and Pickford will just make another error, and, and well, it'll end up being frigging Simicass who scores or something. No, well, of course, well, this is the point that Gary's making. He, he is probably going to be the, the difference, unless he like changes his whole attitudes and... And works on on his concentration. He's going to be the the one that that costs us the, the you know a, a place or two in that table. Yeah, and, and I, that, that is my point exactly. Yeah, go on, Gary. I've seen on a uh, on the BT Sport in you know, all the way they, they've copied Soccer Saturday, and uh, they were talking about the Pickford dropping the ball, and I think it was Sidwell, and he said. Yeah, but you know, if if it's it's a wet day there today, and if that ball's not wet and his gloves aren't wet, he doesn't drop that ball, and you just see everyone in the studio just look at him like, "What have you just said there?" That, that's like a that's like a, a Liverpool excuse. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's talk about the um, third and fourth goal, um, Rodriguez. That oh. even his interceptions are classy. Did yeah, you see that, it? 
yeah, yeah, was, yeah. When he wins the ball back, he 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 seems to produce something from it, doesn't he? Um, yeah. But no, he he's in a he's in a ridiculous purple patch, and and you know what? I've got to give credit to Alex Iwobi as well. I thought when Richarlison got injured, I was really concerned about which way the game was going to go. Um, I'm well, not a, I'm not the biggest fan of Iwobi. Um, well, I think I think myself and and all the lads I was with, um, and there was a lot of us out. Um, for the benefit of you know, we weren't breaking the law. We were on six different tables, <laughs> but um, we were expecting Gordon to come on at that point. Yeah, because he's he's a lot he's a lot more direct. Well, a lot more direct. But like you say, Awobi's came on there and he's performed brilliantly. Annie when he came on. Yeah, and and, and I get uh, himself and and Decore. Decore seems to have a bit more license, didn't he, to get forwards um, in, in the game on Saturday, and and it was good for, good to see. To be honest, I thought he'd been he's almost been um, not held back. But him and Alan were, were almost just like the defensive foils, weren't they, in previous yeah. games? But he, he was given a little bit more license, or he, he maybe felt the need that he needs to contribute a bit more. But again, it, the, the, the telepathy already that Roger Rodriguez seems to have with the, the other midfielders and forwards, just so intelligent, isn't he? Just with everyone, he's just like he's everyone's. He's just, <laughs> just, everyone's with, just with everyone, everyone. <laughs> even the fans who aren't in the stadium. He's just on everyone's wavelength and. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a, a brilliant interception. The whole of that third move for the third goal was just just brilliant. And, and a good finish as well because it, it bounces up at him at, at like a bit of a height as well, doesn't know, it? It's awkward, isn't it, the way it bounces yeah. in front of him. But no, it, it, you know, he, he's, it was good for him that, you know, to get a couple of goals and, and I think that puts him on three in, in, in four games in, in the league. So, you know, it's definitely um, definitely encouraging. And and I think to, to kind of square the game off, it, it's good to see not only goals, but contributions coming from different areas of the pitch, isn't it? It's never like, we were so one-dimensional at times last season, mm. um, you know, whether it was just through Luca Dean's, you know, service, crosses, set pieces or whatever, or it was, you know, Richarlison scoring individual goals. We, we were quite predictable, weren't we, in the way we were yeah. score. And I think that's the biggest difference this this season so far, is that the goals are coming from different places, aren't they? Yeah, I'd also like to give a, a, a mention to the... Um... Seamus Coleman at right back as well, because I I was calling for a replacement for him because I have been I've long said that I, I don't think he's got got the legs anymore. Um, he's obviously got the desire to, to play, but I was obviously calling for I, I was calling for the thinking that we needed two right backs the, yeah, this yeah. summer, you know, because I'm not I'm still not 100 percent sure on Kenny. And like mm. I say, I wasn't 100 percent sure that Coleman still had it, but he's been in great form at right back. He just look, he looks like the Coleman of old. Well, not only his performance on the pitch, I don't know if it's great, really, you know, genius man management from Angelotti, but did you see his comments about Coleman as a captain? I didn't know. He, he said, his, his quote was, he's the best captain I've ever worked with. No, oh, wow. Soz, <laughs> Maldini, wow. um, yeah, <laughs> Ramos. Yeah, bloody <laughs> hell. Some, some decent captains in that list, but... Again, like I said, I don't know if it's really good man management from him, or you know, just to try and kind of um, give Coleman that that respect that he that he maybe hasn't had from previous managers. But no, it's high. Well, I think the thing I've just said then, even though I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I thought his his abilities of football was was lacking or, or declining. You know, his desires always always has been there. So I can half see his point in that in that respect. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was a, it was a pleasing pleasing game all round for us. Um, so again, top of the league, twelve points. Um, 
three points clear now. Obviously, Aston Villa have, have got a game in hand, so they've got a chance to, to, to come up alongside us. But and their goal difference just got in it for some I know, reason. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where that's come from, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I'll ple- just in general, I'll please die with the start and, 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 and how much you're looking forward to the derby. Um, I will, I'm very pleased with the start, but I never look forward to any derby, ever. No, I think we could be 23 points ahead of them, but I wouldn't be pleased with the, looking forward to a derby. Yeah, I think the, the, only, the only thing I was looking at last night was because of that tonking that they took, at least it means that unless... Well, I'm not going to say it, actually. 4-0. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. take 4-0. Do you know what? Yeah. I, I woke up this morning and that was my first thought. You beat us 4-0 and go, boys. I was just thinking, I was looking at the scene and like, what, what goal swingers put them at and... Being them, yeah. it'll, it'll probably happen. But <laughs> <laughs> Roger, you get sent off in the first minute for, for the for swinging out on him. I don't know on on Trent or something. Yeah, yeah. no, I th- I think it'll be. Um, I, I, it's it's one of those derbies, in it because of how how good we've started. You just don't want them that that momentum to ever end, do you? Especially with like it's just a field goal factor being. You, you don't want it to be Liverpool to end. That's what it is. Well, that's more than, yeah. That's more, a, you, you obviously don't want it to come to an end, but you certainly don't want Liverpool to be the ones to end it. Especially certainly, on the back, especially on the back of what you've just gone gone through. Yeah, yeah. It certainly hurts a lot more in, in the context of everything. Really, one one our stars and two, uh, you know, that what, what Villa have just managed to do to us. But yeah, we're, we're going to obviously preview that this this in more, or preview the derby in a lot more detail next week with it being the the, the official. Derby preview show. So uh, we, we're just going to move on to some social media questions then. So well, just before we do, Judge, there's, uh, there's a few uh, social medias floating around, on, certainly on Twitter, that you're close to signing a goalkeeper from Roma, Robin Olsen. Olsen, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, that, because um, I know it was the, the, the Roma first team keeper initially, or the first choice. Donna Rama or something? No, Donna Rama is AC Milan. No, it was Pau, I think it was. Um, that their first choice keeper, but now seems to be the the second choice. So we must be in some detailed dialogue with with Roma because the other one was the rumor that Bernard was potentially going there on loan as part of the same deal. Um, I think just on the goalie one first and foremost, I think I think we don't really need to elaborate anymore on on the goalie situation. Every I think every Evertonian would be happy to see any goalie come in and, and at least put pressure on Pickford. Um, since he's been at Everton, there's, there's never been a goalie that's you know, been in a position really to, to to fight for that place. So, I think any any goalie that's going to come in, who would put him under pressure and, and would be a realistic replacement, uh, even in the short term, would be welcome. Craig, definitely one, one million percent, one million percent. I think a goalie has got to be a, a target, even if if Ancelotti do, still does see Pickford as his number one. He's just he's never been challenged, has he? Yeah. No, Never been challenged for that starting berth ever, and I think that's what we. I, I mean, myself, that lads who, who Villa have signed from Arsenal. Like, I watched him a lot, of, a lot. Well, played a bit at the back end of last season. Martinez. I think he's a great. Yeah, I think he's a great keeper. Him, he was well, brilliant, in, brilliant in the semi final against um, Man City. Brilliant in the final against Chelsea. It's it, um, you know contributed to them winning the FA Cup. I think for eighteen, twenty million, whatever it was, I think that's. That's your man, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was a bit of a shock when they sold him because it was touch and go. Apparently, you know who who their first choice goalie was going to be. 
most of them were predicting it was going to be Martinez going into the season, but obviously I mean, that, that, like, he is good. The Arsenal keeper, Leno, Leno, Bert Leno, Bert Leno is good as well. Keeper, like. No, but as as I say, Gary, I think it's you know there's no doubt certainly on on the blue side of this podcast that we would welcome any goalie coming in. Just just a, a footnote though, and I, I mentioned it briefly then. Um, the rumor was that Bernard would be going out on loan. Now, when I first seen it, I, I was disappointed, but it would kind of make sense, wouldn't it? He does seem to be getting pushed out, doesn't he, by Ancelotti? He does, but I think every squad needs you know depth, and I think he does contribute and he does add to to the squad. To a certain extent, he's a bit he's a bit like this season. He looks like he's almost going to be like Harshakiri, doesn't he? Where no fans yeah. really dislike him; they all like him when he plays. But it's like you just can't quite find a place for him in the team. Well, well, I think since Ancelotti's came in, it's 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 sort of looked as though he he was he's not his type of player. Is he's probably mm. too, a little bit too small for for the way Ancelotti wants to play? But that doesn't take away the the ability he's got. And when you know, and I, I think it was against Fleetwood he played, and I know it's Fleetwood with two divisions ahead of them, but he was he, you know. He's, he's the show's just class done all the time. Yeah, he's he, he has got I'd seriously be, be disappointed if we, we lost them. No, uh, me too, to be honest. But I, I guess I suppose there's, there's things going on behind the scenes. And, and if it was to pave way for a goalie who potentially you know pushes Pickford, then I suppose if you're going to put them against each other, would you rather have a, a squad player in there who, who plays the odd game, or would you rather a replacement for Pickford? There's no competition, is there? Not really. Where's this keeper from? Roma? Yeah, Olsen. Roma's second choice. Olsen is the one that Gary just mentioned. I'll be honest, I didn't really know much about at all. Um, the, the keeper who I thought we were, we were after initially was their first choice goalie. Was Power, I think his name is. But again, I can't say that I know that much about either, either goalie. Um, yeah. Aside from them, from them being, you know, playing for Roma. But yeah, well, that, sort suppose... of t- that sort of ties in with the social media that we did get. Um, I'll be honest, we didn't get a single Liverpool social media question this week. I think got a the, comment, what, didn't we? I think what, yeah, I think what's happened over the last uh, the last week, going out the cup and getting snotted by Villa. I think everyone's it's just all gone under your rock. They've, they've just they've just jibbed it for this week, and they'll wait until <laughs> until after the internationals to come back. But oh, we got th- we got three sort of uh, three Everton ones. One of them you you basically answered there. It was uh, Chris on on the website said. Uh, Liverpool gambled and it worked. The difference in them winning trophies and not was, was getting a goalkeeper. We'd need to do the same. Break the bank for Donnarumma, um, if that's how you say it. Top four, top four with a good keeper as possible and make, makes the gamble worthwhile. So, yeah, he's basically Abs- answered yeah, that one. Just to, to kind of cap it off, and thanks for the question, absolutely couldn't agree more at this moment in time. Um, I, I just think it's easy saying, isn't it, as, as we all do as fans, you know, go and break the bank. It's not that easy anymore, is it? You know, with financial fair play, we've seen... and. I know we've kind of bent the rules to a certain degree with all these <laughs> clever little sponsorship deals from Usman off of his mates, and and also it seems like the the you know the Rodriguez deal there was a little bit of a playing around with figures going on whether we paid Rodriguez or whether we paid Real Madrid is anyone's guess, but no, I, I I couldn't agree more in an ideal world. You, you would like to sit, go and see you know to see us break the bank and and go and bring in a world class goalie, which Donnarumma certainly is. And uh, the one thing to add to that though, and I think. I generally think there might be a chance to do that if he doesn't sign a new deal. He, he's his contract's up in the summer uh, at, at AC Milan. They have got a consortium, a hedge funds in charge now at AC Milan. We have got a bit of money, but it's but it's run by um, even Gazidis, who's who's pretty 
stingy with, with, with the money. So I think if they can tie him down to a long-term contract, that's off the table. But if they don't, then I think you know there's a re- that might be a reason why we haven't gone for him. If we can potentially get him on a free in January, which would be a ridiculous deal. But I don't think we'll be the only club who'll be sniffing around it if it, if it is a free. Um, but yeah. Do the okay. business last minute, Machiri. Go on, go and do it, lad. Well, well, the next one is uh, from Dean again from the website. Um, he said the difference doing your transfer business early make uh, makes is huge. Imagine starting this season with the same midfield we had last season. No tackles, no forward passing, no shots. Plenty of pointing instead. Uh, instead, it's plenty of chances, loads of shots, loads of goals, top of the league. How important is it that we continue this going forward, opposed to last two seasons signing our main targets on deadlines day? You know what, though, we were we were we were only about a week away from the season without those players. So there's also a lot to be said for us being patient. You no, know, I think you can sometimes when you try and do your business too early in the window, you end up spending you know overspending on players, which is something we we did do in, in the likes of you know with the, in the shape of Davy Klassen, um, et al. Yeah. We spent a lot of money early in the window, and clubs could just smell that we were desperate to spend it. Yeah, I, I think. I've got, got to be fair to, to Brands and, and his team or whoever was behind the signings. We did identify them clearly. We knew our targets were, but we didn't We didn't have that. There wasn't that sense of desperation to send, spend the money. We weren't sure, even as fans, were we, Craig, whether we had the no. money to spend. And I think no. that's a good way to be. Liverpool have always managed to pull that off, looking like they had no money and then suddenly just pluck 80 million out of nowhere. So it's 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 a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah, I think sometimes as well those last-ditch signings can do the club. The, oh, the world's a good. We've seen it in the past when we signed um, McCarthy, Lukaku. Um, there was someone else on, on the, the last. Was that on the last day? Was it? Ba- Barry well? was a late yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that way. Carsley we bought in late as well. I didn't remember that. It was a late one, weren't it? On loan. Yeah. Years so and years so ago. we, you know, it, it sometimes it does sometimes work out and sometimes gives the the club a big lift. I think what has, you know, worked in our favour this time with getting the deals done early was the obvious class in in, in the type of player that was signing. You know, Allen's came with a big reputation as being a tough tackler in Italy. Rodriguez has obviously got, you know, a lot about him. Granted, you know, a lot of people were there to write him off, but he, he's shown that he's shown that he's he's got all the ability and all the class in the world to be a success in the Prem. And obviously we already know about the Decore and, and and his physical presence at, at a you know, you know, at, at, at a Watford side, granted who went down, but you know, he was the bright, he was the shining light in their side. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that concludes all of the. the no, there's, there's well, yeah. There's a basically it's another one regarding Pickford, but at the start, it's it's from a new listener. His name's Lee, and he, he's gone through the website as well. He says I've been listening through the extra extra episodes and was blown away by some of them. Great listens. Just literally put the David Weir show to bed. My favourite so far. I'm a regular listener now, which is always great feedback for us. You know, we we've always said them them extras are going to be standalones, and that they'll be lifetime extras for anyone to come and listen to so anyone else who's listened and, and like them pass it on to your friends and invite them to listen along as well because we're, we're, you know we're all, all four new listeners sounds like um, he wants to take us for dinner yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he also go on he also goes on to say um, if you can answer any question next week mine will be regarding Pickford so it's another Pickford one but I'll, I'll go into it uh, Snodgrass's goal was really good last game however as Pickford, Pickford's frame one of his downfalls he simply wasn't big enough to make the goal smaller and was easily picked off in the corners 
I wonder why he wants to get that question on Gary. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's look. It, it, we we have talked a lot about the you know the just the basic errors. But I was talking to someone about this the other day. Actually, you know, if you are a small keeper, and Pepe Reina was a small keeper, Barthez was a small keeper. There's no reason why you still can't be world class. But your attributes, your other attributes, just have to be spot on, don't they? And your athleticism has, at times has to be spot on. When Pepe Reina kind of lost his athleticism, he, he, I can remember almost to, to almost that period where he just seemed to have lost a bit of a spring. And, and he literally almost overnight, you know, stopped being the keeper he was. I think, I think he's got the spring. I just don't think he's got the... The brain. The right <laughs> positional... No, he has got his positional sense. And the very fact that he doesn't seem to like to dive high. It's all like low dives. And he does, he makes the goal look massive. Mm. <laughs> it's like that advert remember from years ago when the, the kids in goal for a penalty and you just hear his dad make yourself bigger yeah. just puts his arms out like that I'm not sure he's as small as what we think I, th- I, thought, I think he's about 6'2 he me he is you know yeah, just quick google say he's 5'2 <laughs> <laughs> no I, I think for a keeper I'm sure he's like just I think he's 6 foot yeah, I, I'm going to actually google it now but I, I think he's 6'2 not... me no he's not yeah, I'm convinced. I'm just. I'll have to Google it now. And I'm sure the listeners are shocked. Just while you're doing it, Judge, one, one, one sec. We did get one. He's exactly six foot, Craig. Is he? Is he? Yeah. We did get Gary. one message regarding Liverpool. Uh, it was not a question. It was more of a statement uh, of. of I intent. think this was uh, you, Ben, Gary, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Well, it, it, I was just going to say it. It reads very much like <laughs> what I said at the start. Uh, it's from Amadou on on the uh, website again. Basically, straight after the game, this. He said, strange things happen in football and this is definitely one of those games. Not going to get carried away by, by overreacting. Villa done themselves proud tonight. I do believe Villa caught us on a very bad day. Just ourselves, just ourselves off and ready for the derby. Sadio and Thiago will be back. Which Defiance. I fully agree with. Uh, see you in two weeks, mate. Yeah, that, I think that was pretty much our response to it. But uh, just on that one, though, did you see uh, Richarlison's tweet? That was a... Uh, Brilliant. That was close to the. That was. I was close to the. Uh, and what did he do? He, he, he just put he just, goal and seven. There was goal on the game, the board and Everton, and then his number seven. He just put <laughs> yeah. as, as his name on the back, and and literally the reason that I remember it then is one of the a Liverpool fan respondents, and he saying, "See you in two weeks, lad." Yeah, well, yeah, just really not laying. Remember, remember when he when he had his little dig of Van and stuff, and then didn't get an absolute, didn't get a sniff in the game. But you know what? It's a fair point. He's got. He's got to now. He's got to now um, back it up, hasn't he? You, you can't. Yeah. You can't do stuff like that, and and then you know just completely freeze. So so hopefully, hopefully he does back it up this time. And and again, like I say, we will be going into this more next week. It's going to be obviously the derby preview. It'll be a very. It's always a unique format. It's what our show is all about. Um, make sure you tune in next week because we. I'm sure that I'm saying the episode one <laughs> point. It's so, look much, forward so to it, much, me. so much riding on this derby. It, it's it's a it's a massive use. Oh, it's a massive. <laughs> tell you what, if you if you lose seven two to Villa, then lose against us and a six points behind us in the league. That's that's yes. uh, it's massive. Six, yeah, it Listen, six points behind Everton after five games would not be the end of the world. It would. I wouldn't. I'd, I'd be still be more worried about City. I'm tell not, you I what, to go on the back of winning the league and and to get beat seven and, two and then and, by us, I'll take that. And by the way, and by the way. This is not a big game for us anymore. The oh. big game for us is City. Using nothing. You're you're being dead cute with your little wins and stuff, but 
Little wins. Little wins. I'll see you in Little men. It's like on a Wolf of Wall Street. Me, little men. Just see you in May when it when it matters. Yeah, Ancelotti. I'll see you in May. No question. Right. Uh, that, you know that's what? About, it's good. Go it's good to be back. Yeah, it is. Miley ends up beating you on that one. <laughs> no, nah. no, that was, that was a rumor. That. No, I've seen someone on Twitter saying he was getting abused by Marley Cyrus fans because they'd been sending him the charts again and she was top. She's a favourite mute, Tim Gary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, listen, that's about all we've got time for. Um, Thanks again for tuning in. Like we said at the start of the show, please give us your feedback on on the the trial format. Um, Obviously, consciously trying to... Give, give listeners a chance to listen to the parts of the show that they want to listen to. Um, but again, it, it is a trial. Uh, we want to see if we enjoy it as, uh, as podcasters. Uh, you know, we make no secret. There is, this is a hobby. We don't get paid for it. And therefore, we, we want to keep enjoying the show. So please give us your feedback, though, because that, that means a lot. Um, and, and again, we, we will consider it when we, when we decide. Yeah, good or bad. If, if, if you are enjoying it, this new format, or if you prefer the old format, we, we, we'd rather know so that we know, so we can have more informed decisions to make going forward. 100%. Again, good having you back, Craig. A pleasure. Yeah, pleasure. And, and, and again, because there's no games next week, I'm sure you'll be back again. In the same mood. Yeah, um, it'll probably be yourself, and I think it'll be yourself and Millsy next week. Absolutely devastating to be missing out potentially on the derby preview, but uh, we might we might even have all six on. It's, it's a possibility, isn't yeah, it's it? It's a possibility if we can manage that crowded room. Just gonna uh, say, depends depends on the bandwidth. <laughs> yeah, that's it exactly. Everyone wanting to get the words in, but again, thanks everyone for listening this week, guys, and catch you next week for the massive derby preview. Take care. Speak to you all soon. <laughs>